Hello, and welcome to another special edition of Capital Cast Perspectives on Progress. I'm Peter Hancock. In this series, we've been having conversations with political leaders in Illinois about racial inequities and how the people of Illinois can move forward as a state. This was all prompted by the protests that erupted in the wake of the death of George Floyd, an unarmed African-American, who died May 25th at the hands of a white police officer in Minneapolis. The St. Louis metropolitan area is no stranger to those protests. In 2014, after an African-American teenager named Michael Brown was gunned down by police in Ferguson, Missouri, a St. Louis suburb on the other side of the river, there were violent protests that went on for days and similar calls for racial justice. On the Illinois side of the river sits East St. Louis and its surrounding suburbs, an area commonly known as Metro East. According to the latest census estimates, the population of East St. Louis is about 96% black and only 2% white. Nearly 38% of its people live below the poverty line. State Representative LaToya Greenwood represents part of East St. Louis and some of its surrounding suburbs. She's a Democrat currently serving her second term in the General Assembly. I spoke with her by phone on June 4th and started off by asking her what the mood was like in the St. Louis metropolitan area generally, including the area on the Missouri side. They have been experiencing uh, protests over in St. Louis. So, um, because, you know, there's, I guess, some, some energy and some feelings that still residual feelings from Mike Brown. Yeah. And uh, the many others that have lost their lives during that time, from Mike Brown to uh, George Floyd. So. so what are you hearing from your constituents and the community there in the Metro East area? Um, there are a lot of calls for, you know, prayer, and there are a lot of calls for change to uh, a system that's just been uh, perpetuated by uh, racism in a lot of cases, racism and prejudices. So um, there are a lot of questions and a lot of concerns from the constituents. You know, we have, uh, we're still going through COVID-19 um, we're still, uh, I represent East St. Louis and Centerville, Illinois, which, you know, Centerville has been, uh, reported as one of the poorest communities in our nation, not just our state. And, uh, East St. Louis with high poverty, high unemployment. And so there are some calls for, just some, some change, some investment in communities that have been uh, received nothing. Yeah. And so, um, we, you know, very active in listening and trying to uh, create a space that when we, when we do go back to session or have some policies, making sure that we're able to address those concerns. The idea of public reinvesting in communities of color is one that has come up consistently in our interviews. In recent decades, as industrial manufacturing in the United States has waned, 
many communities of color have seen employment opportunities disappear. That leads to grocery stores and other neighborhood level services disappearing, hospitals and other healthcare facilities closing, real estate values dropping. Many people refer to that as disinvestment. I asked Representative Greenwood about the budget that lawmakers just passed, including the federal relief dollars that are supposed to go to communities that have been hardest hit by the coronavirus pandemic. And I asked her if she thought that could be a way to start reinvesting in communities like East St. Louis. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, we know that when you uh, bring some type of investments, and that means dollars and money into communities that have been uh, suffering uh, distressed cities, that it makes a difference and an impact. And I think the people, uh, the constituents that I serve, whether or not, um, and I kind of designate um the community that I represent and the constituents, we have a below the hill and an above the hill um, part of the 114th district. And so in this area, we all want to see each other lifted up economically and socially and receive, receive equity and opportunities for all of the constituents in my district. What specifically would you like to see done? What would help out uh, East St. Louis and Centerville? What would help uh, communities is uh, money for infrastructure, money for um, uh, summer youth employment. And some of these things we've been able to do legislatively. Um, we have myself along with my senator and my uh, partner representative, Jay Hoffman, we have uh, did things like workforce equity grants, which will create uh, a pipeline for employment. We have allocated money for summer youth employment. We have um, uh, allocated money for violence prevention in, in our community. And so some of these things, we need more resources to address those issues. Quality, equity, education, uh, job creation, job training, um, just health care access, uh, food. We have a food desert. So all of these issues that are focused around access, equity, and opportunity. Okay. Um, so I got a little bit out of order with my questions. Um, when I go back, you're from the St. Louis metropolitan area, an area that has seen uh, police violence in the past. What went through your mind when you saw the George Floyd video? Oh my goodness. So you have to take a breath. Um, what struck me the most was this was a, a grown man, and in his last minutes on this earth, he was pleading uh, not only for his life, but he was asking for his mother. And so for me, it hit me especially hard. I'm a mother of a son. 
who's 17. He'll be going off to college in the fall. And um, to know or to imagine that him in that situation and the feeling of helplessness. I was not in Minnesota, but when you watch that video, it's a feeling of helplessness that comes over you in witnessing mm. the murder of a, of a, of a man. Okay. And what do you make? And it was, it was a, a dehumanizing aspect of that. It was um, a, a breaking down of a man uh, for all to witness. And so um, it, it was a very emotional uh, response when I was able to look at the video. Okay, that's understandable. Um, what do you make of the protests that we've seen, uh, certainly in the St. Louis area, Chicago, nationwide, um, even here in Springfield? Uh, right. The protests are a result of um, years, not just one incident, but the result of many incidents of, um, again, inequity, uh, racism, systemic racism, um, police brutality. It's uh, a culmination of all of those things, of years of that, of years of, uh, of poverty, of years of living in, in areas where it's food deserts, years of um, being marginalized as, um, as human beings. So that is when I see the protesters is it's a reaction of this is years of frustration. Okay. So what do you think needs to change about the national conversation and especially the media coverage? And I guess what I'm trying to get at is how do you make white America understand what's going on in black America? That's a, a challenging question. I guess my response will be if um, white America does not understand or has not seen what has been going on in this country um, for quite a while, I don't know how you can open their eyes to see it now. Um, again, you know, there's been case after case uh, of men and women losing their lives and so uh, senselessly and so I don't know how to explain it or to communicate with people because it's very clear to me when I see uh, see it on TV uh, when I read about it in a newspaper it's very clear okay so as I understand it the legislative black caucus um, issued a joint statement and have some specific policy proposals there. Talk to me a little bit about that. What what do you think your colleagues, you and your colleagues, need to do uh, when you come back in November? Right. Well, with that that document is still being drafted and still being um, uh, fleshed out to make sure that we're able to touch all parts of our state different parts as you know the black caucus 
we represent areas in Chicago and Waukegan and Rockford, Peoria, so Champaign, myself, and East St. Louis. So we're trying to make sure that that document is reflective of all of the communities that we serve. But um, the overall thing that we'll be looking for is just uh, some accountability and uh, uh, policies that will address the injustices and the inequities that we have in the state of Illinois and how we can address those through policy. Okay. One of the, uh, I think I just read today that Attorney General Raul uh, would like for the Attorney General's office to have more independent authority to investigate uh, when there's an incident of uh, police misconduct. Do you think that would be a step in the right direction? I believe it would be. Um, I haven't had the chance to review his statement or to uh, read it fully, but just um, on the surface, it does seem like that could be uh, something that could be useful. Okay. Uh, Is there anything? Have I missed anything? Anything else you want to add? No, I just want to, you know, make sure that I say that of course, my um, sincere condolences go out to the family of George Floyd and that, um, you know, um, we're just going to try to fight to get some equity um, and con- continue to fight for access for the least of those amongst us in the state of Illinois. That was State Representative LaToya Greenwood of East St. Louis. And this has been a special edition of Capital Cast, Perspectives on Progress. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a statehouse reporting project of the Illinois Press Foundation. Our theme music is by Kevin McLeod. Until next time, this is Peter Hancock saying thank you for listening. <laughs>